And good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Harrison Smith with another episode of Cinema, brought to you by Dark Matter TV. Dark Matter TV is a streaming platform where you can find not just current genre entertainment and horror, sci-fi, thriller, and action, but also classic content that takes you back to the great old days of late night cable and finding those cult and classic films that they just don't make anymore. Available for download on Android or Apple or visit darkmattertv.com. It's free, it's fun, and it's gonna grow. I kind of touched on this subject uh, a while ago on one of my uh, episodes called Look at Me, Look at Me. I thought I would circle back to this uh, because it is a very cynical practice which is going on. And I'm not one for censorship at all. Look, the bottom line is I will say this at the start of this podcast. You don't like something, just simply choose not to watch it. But that's not the point of cinema. I I don't care what people watch as long as it isn't animal cruelty or child pornography. However, the point of this podcast today is to look at a phenomenon that is uh, happening with reality TV. And it's it's become its own real cottage industry. Although arguably this could say it was started with Survivor going all the way back and making celebrities or even quote unquote stars. And I have a very definite idea between the difference of a celebrity and a star. Uh, there's a huge difference. Tom Hanks is a star. Tom Cruise is a star. Meryl Streep is a star. Sally Field. The line between star and celebrity has become blurred. And reality shows, which I'm the one I'm going to focus on today, aside from that awful train wreck dumpster fire cesspool of a show, The Bachelor, is a 90 Day Fiance and its incredible amount of spinoffs. I've pretty much watched all of them, and you're saying, well, wait a minute, you're, you're talking about this, and yet you watch them. Well, yeah, you, you got to know what you're talking about. I've watched pretty much all the incarnations of 90 Day Fiance, and I think this is some of the most detrimental quote-unquote entertainment that is out there, and completely 100% cynical. I'm telling you, there is a major problem with this type of entertainment because it's not the entertainment itself. And this is what cinema is all about. It is the ability to utilize critical thinking to truly understand what we are watching. However, for 90 Days Fiance, they want to entertain. The problem is, is that this show packages itself to be something more than what it really is. There is nothing high concept. There is nothing remotely human or inspirational about this show. It makes a mockery of marriage. It makes a mockery of relationships. And it also pushes a very fake female empowerment agenda. This episode will focus on two things. One, the concept under 90 Day Fiancé of excusing what I call legal pedophilia and the creation or uh, uh, support of child brides. I will also go as far to argue that the children of some of these contestants, and that's what they are. They are not celebrities. Darcy, her equally obtuse uh, twin, Stacy, all these people, Tom, uh, and the sad part is some of you are going, oh yeah, I know who that is. I know who that is. So they are a celebrity. The problem is they believe they are stars. They are blips on a pop culture radar. And it gives people this huge element of self-importance. And I will go as far to say that they will talk about all the time on these shows if they have children, 
how important their children are. They're doing this for love, to bring stability to their families. I'm going to argue the opposite, that they actually foster child endangerment. So let's look at this concept of, of what you, I'm sure you think I'm going over the top of uh, legal pedophilia is what I call, and you're probably saying, well, what the hell is that? How, how can that be? This show uh, has jumped on a huge bandwagon, which really has always been around, especially in entertainment, and that is the, you know, the concept of older chasing younger. I believe there is an agenda here. Look, we are already a very superficial world, and if the development of Instagram didn't solidify that, then I don't know what has. However, we also talk about this whole concept of uh, sex trafficking and child trafficking. If you go on social media, social justice warriors, you know, post all kinds of memes and, and pictures and links to, you know, the endangerment of children and sex trafficking and blah, 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 blah. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And all these people are so against this and rightfully so. I am in agreement. That is heinous and foul and awful. I get it. Why do we support shows like 90 Day Fiance? And I'm going to give you an example. First, we'll pick on the men because they're the easier target. And I've mentioned this in, in a previous podcast. So we'll look at the uh, character or contestant, not star, contestant of Big Ed. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, the short guy uh, with no neck, kind of looks a little like Danny DeVito and, and he could be in a Lord of the Rings movie. So Big Ed decides that he has fallen in love after 28 years, he claims, of not being in love. Uh, he has a daughter. Uh, he claims to have fallen in love with a young girl from the Philippines named Rose. Now, this girl, at the time of the shooting, I believe, was 23 or 24. Ed is 53 or 54. So we're looking at a 30-year difference. And I'm going to use the buzzword of today, biology. I don't want to hear about love. This has nothing to do with love. This guy wants to get laid by a younger girl. That's all there is to it. And I know you're going to say, well, wait a minute. She's 24. And yes, on the show, she has a kid. I want to examine a couple things here. Number one, the girl is 24. But if you watch the show, it's very clear. She has really a mental age, I would say, of like 14. She's very childlike. Uh, she went on to reproduce, which again is no biological feat. But this girl also has a cultural barrier. She comes from an impoverished country. Uh, lives, if it is true, what they're displaying on the show. She lives in basically a cement block hut that leaks water with exposed wires. And, and the place is just a very huge comparison to a first world uh, home that, that Ed has, I believe, somewhere in California, something like that. This 54-year-old man travels across the world with luggage filled with lingerie and tells us all that this is love. Now, he has a daughter who I believe was in her late teens, 20s, somewhere there, who is displaying far more common sense and basically telling this guy, this is a joke. And here's the ultimate part. All of these people have absolutely zero compunction of putting this on television. And that also means the collateral damage of their children who have to go along with this. So imagine this girl going through, let's take Ed and his child, proposed child bride out of the picture. Imagine this girl going through her day, going to work, going to school, whatever it is she's doing, and people saying, hey, we know your dad got laid last night. What is your dad? Your dad's a creeper. What is your dad doing with this young girl? He had to fly to the Philippines to get laid. And, and imagine all of the emotional trauma that this child has to go through. 
So I want to ask you right now, all of you out there that are so concerned for the children, why are you supporting this show? Let's look at Darcy and her children. She has these daughters, not to mention bringing home these young guys that she finds overseas and claiming she's looking for love. She's another one. She's the reverse Ed. On top of it, to lather yourself in such horrendous plastic surgery while looking straight at that camera with a straight face, I guess as straight as she can make it, to say, I'm strong. I'm a strong woman. No, you are not. You are not a strong woman. Strong women don't go out and get their faces and bodies radically restructured. And that also goes the same for men who are also embracing plastic surgery, Botox, and all the other cosmetic uh, alterations that are turning us into a race of freaks. So don't sit there on the show and try to convey a message out to kids and other people that, quite frankly, don't know any better. And you're conveying a message of strength when all you do is cry on the show. Ed flies the Philippines and he's afraid of a rat. He's terrified of sweating. He has a skin issue, which is basically nothing more than a kind of allergic eczema. And, and you're talking about how strong you are and, and how you know, you're, you're going to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. These are not only conflicting messages. They are dangerous ones coming out on a powerful medium to people and an audience that more and more over the years are losing the ability to use critical thinking and make decisions for themselves and actually believe this edited, completely prefabricated, and totally 100% structured storyline to be true. We've become such a life coach society that we actually make excuses for what is just really bad behavior. So you have Ed, or let's say Lisa, who is another old 50-something woman flying to Nigeria to pick up a younger guy. And again, these are not children. I am fully aware of that. These are older people that are predators is what they are. And we're glorifying this and pretending that this is all in the name of love. This is for the search for happiness because as a nation, America has become so addicted to being happy that we no longer can afford any type of discomfort in our lives. So for example... We're looking at right now all these college kids that are partying across America and having big house parties and college campuses are having to shut down because of, of absolute disregard for coronavirus protocols and safety protocols because of their desire to party and socialize. This is the same generation, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong here, that also needs safe spaces on their college campuses, that we have to edit out language and names of halls that were named after people historically that may or may not have had ties to slavery or other indignities throughout this nation's history. They can't look at a name on a building, but they can stand with 400 other people swapping a virus back and forth and creating hotspots. That is okay. They're not concerned about their safety then. But when it comes to self-pleasure and self-fulfillment and narcissism, they are full bore, go ahead. That's the same for 90 Day Fiance and the messages that it sends. So we have older men, we'll pick on the men as I said first, who are flying to Russia, uh, Latvia, 
uh, their uh, Ukraine, wherever they're going. They, they always have to go somewhere else because the message is pretty clear. Nobody here wants you. That's part of the problem. So you have a guy like this David guy. And again, I don't know how much of this was engineered with this girl, Lana, but this guy seems to be a professional pickup artist and not even in a good sense. He is a total nerd who uh, cannot foster any type of real relationship. So he lives vicariously through these digital ones where he spends his money, which he earns. He makes that very clear. It's my money. I can do what I want. Good for you. Uh, spends this kind of money on these digital girlfriends. Probably beats off a lot to the internet screens. And, and has a good time by never really forging a human to human relationship. Yeah, you can meet someone. Yes, you can stay with them a couple days. That is not a relationship. We also have a show that creates a gigantic, huge uh, plague of narcissism. These people really believe they are something. And the shows and the producers foster this because the show is all about them. And that's the society that we have become. It's all about us. And this is an extremely cynical message when you are also trying to send out a double message that it's not about me. It's about my children. My children are the number one priority in my life. When they get on the FaceTime after they've made their mistakes and they get on with their children who for some reason have decided to talk to them again, or when these, these children have been exposed to a potential step-parent, whether stepmother or stepfather, that is really either their age or a year or two older, and, and traumatizing these kids and marginalizing them on national and international television, it's amazing that these kids even talk to them because then they get on these FaceTime things and they talk about how they've screwed up and they tell them how this their child is the most important person in their lives. No, they are not. If they were, you wouldn't be doing this. You wouldn't be flying to another country for a child bride. You wouldn't do this to your kid. We can go a step further and say that, you know, these these youngins, these child brides, these young guys that these old fat white women are going after, that they know exactly what they're signing up for. And, and really the bottom line is, is the green card, whether it's going back to the earlier seasons of this with that one guy who... Um, was was Muslim, who kept saying that my religion prevents me from kissing you, from being intimate with you, when the, when the guy was here for a green card and out running around with, with women his own age and, and also attractive women. We're looking at this kind of uh, bizarre Cinderella kind of fairy tale story thing where these people think like the guys call these girls all the time and they are girls. They're princesses. Well, shouldn't they be queens? And I know you're going to say, well, Big Ed called Rose his queen. This is nonsense. This is the splitting of hairs over really, again, what I come down to as legal child pedophilia. You're taking gross advantage of someone who is basically a child. And you're, you're leveraging cultural differences, language barriers to basically come in and manipulate somebody. And that goes for both sexes or even same sex. As we have presently on, I think one of the spinoffs is called The Other Way of the same-sex couple in Mexico, where, and again, I don't know how much of this is engineered, this guy is 50-some, approaching 60, 
and dating a younger guy in Mexico and getting engaged to this guy. And this guy is 30 some years younger than him. And all he's doing is is pressing him. Come out to your family. Come out. And in a country that they make very clear is not accepting of homosexuality. But this guy's going to push this guy to come out to his family and, and basically what happens when this honeymoon is over and you realize you don't want to live in Mexico anymore and this guy doesn't want to relocate. By the way, the younger guy has a daughter. So again, and this guy, this younger guy moves from his hometown and his family up to this other town, gives up his business, relocates all of that for this older dude from America who again is shopping for a younger boy toy. This is not about love. This is all about lust. This is all about sexual agendas. This has nothing to do about love. It has nothing to do about marriage. And it is sending a completely dangerous and disingenuous message out to young people and people who don't know better. Now, I think I've made my point. So I'm rolling on into narcissism, which I've talked about earlier. I want you to go look at these shows and then go look these people up on their Instagram and social media. They really think they are stars along the same caliber as a Cary Grant, as a Katherine Hepburn, a Lauren Bacall, a Tom Hanks. They really think they are somebody. This Kardashian syndrome of becoming famous for absolutely nothing and not having a shred of talent has become a disease and it is infecting a lot of people and it is spreading through the internet, and through our airwaves. Another thing through this narcissism that that comes around is the trivializing of other cultures through the importance of the self. And, and they're, these people, that's what they're doing. They're, they're going to these other cultures. They have no idea what these other cultures are. There's a young lady right now from Florida that is presently on the show. I mean, the show was recorded a while ago. However, was in Jordan, I believe, with this guy named Yazan. And... Um, has no idea about his culture. Nothing, knows nothing about Islam. The number one thing this guy, he's not even harping on sex. I need you to understand that. This guy isn't even harping for sex. He is harping for marriage and for her conversion to Islam. That's what his parents want. And this girl is acting like she's never even heard of this before. Okay, now again, could this be structured by the producers to create drama for the show? I am always putting that margin of error out there. So always keep that running like a pinwheel in the back of your mind. Always with the disclaimer that a lot of this could be structured. But I want to put it to you this way. Let's just say this girl had no clue that Islam is absolutely important to most of the people in Jordan. You have the internet, right? She's all over the internet back home on her Instagram, posting pictures of her breast implants, uh, her her Botox, her fake weave, uh, all of this stuff in love with herself, in love with herself. Look at me. Look at me in my tight clothing. Look at me with my abs. Look at me shooting my my $2 rap video in, in some Florida street. Uh, look how important I am. Look at what a big celebrity I am. And never once bothering to click the cultural or religious history of Jordan. She goes over there and basically this is all a surprise to her. Now, if it is, she is one of the dumbest people on the planet. What message does this send to others? Well, you can just go to another culture and they'll just adapt to you because that's what a narcissist thinks. You will go with what they do. It's not about them. It's all about you. You have couples that have gotten together that can't even speak to one another. They have to use very wonky kind of translators, handheld translators. 
why did you not research any of this? Why did you not understand the culture, the technological state that the country is in? One girl who is Jewish is going to marry another guy who in Ethiopia is like Orthodox Catholic or something like that and has to convert and she doesn't want to convert and she goes there to find that that the living quarters and, and everything is, it's a third world country. It is not mini USA. It is not Cancun. A lot of people think that Cancun is Mexico. I have traveled through real Mexico, not the little uh, oasis that is Cancun where there's a Baskin Robbins and, and you know, a, a, American stuff and chain stores all along a beach. No, there is a big difference and anybody who has traveled through real Mexico will tell you. So yeah, they're a foreign country, but where I'm going, it'll have running water, it'll have electricity, they'll, they'll have, you know, nice hotels. When Big Ed goes to visit Rose, all he talks about and whines about is going to a hotel, a nice hotel. I want to take you away. Now, this girl, this Rose is talking about how important it is for her son to have a father, she even has the kid calling Ed daddy. Okay, never met this kid before other than Skype or Zoom, whatever, online. And she has this kid calling him daddy. And then suddenly is like, well, okay, Ed wants to go away for a couple days because he can't stand where I live. So I'll leave my kid with my family and go off with this guy. Again, I thought your children were the most important things in your lives. Darcy, the same way. Oh, I love my children. My daughters are my everything, but I'm going to go for a month to Europe and screw around with this boy toy. It's just a consistent pattern. They all do it. The uh, gay couple in Mexico, this guy is talking about, he's 60 some years old. He's leaving his children. He's leaving his grandchildren for basically a young penis. That's what he's leaving for. Don't give me this bullshit that it's love. You are an old guy in America and you see this as one last chance to get a young piece of ass. That's exactly it. And when that honeymoon wears out, you'll go back home. And then this guy has given up everything and probably blown up his life in Mexico and you're just going to leave him to take care of himself. This is nothing but a validation reward system for shitty behavior. I have a friend who did something very similar and married a much younger woman, almost 40 years difference. And basically this girl loves to put on her social media because she, and I'm putting it in quotes, runs a business. No, she has no money of her own. She runs nothing. Her husband totally financially supports the business. And before you go, well, wait a minute, what's wrong with that? Here's my point. She loves to put hashtags Woman-owned business, female power, hashtag empowerment. There is nothing empowering about what you're doing. You don't have a woman-owned business. Your husband owns it. He subsidizes you. Translated, you are a kept woman. And that is also what this show fosters. These men are going to come in like American white knights in shining armor to save these women from their own culture and their own lives, and they are going to keep them. They will bring them back to America where they pretty much can't speak the language, have no idea of our culture as well, because they don't even have the access like we do to study American culture. What they know is what they see on television or in the movies. So these women come back to basically be kept women. 
That's a child bride. It is legal human trafficking. You're bringing them back to basically be an indentured servant. These shows foster uh, an illusion of female empowerment. Oh, look at me. I'm taking control of my life. I'm, I'm doing this for love. I'm doing this for my children. I'm an American woman. I am strong. I'm going to go to Ethiopia, Nigeria, and I'm going to give this country the what for because I don't do this. I'm American. I'm strong. If you're so strong, why are you chasing around after a man that is more than half your age? One of them, a woman named Angela, decides to go to Nigeria, I believe it was, and leaves her dying mother. The mother is terminal and leaves her home with her children, no less, and grandchildren so she can go run around Nigeria all in the name of love while all she does through this entire show is say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing that. Oh no, I'm not doing that. Bitch at this guy as if he's like 12, which basically mentally this guy is. So she's gone over to be a mother to her future groom. You are not strong, you are not empowered, you are not independent, and American has nothing to do with it. The very fact that they are chasing these younger men and relying on this under the guise of love is making a mockery of female empowerment and female self-worth. You're justifying your life through man. And then we move, speaking of that, I'm a strong woman, I'm empowered, and all of that nonsense, because it is nonsense on this show is the reliance of plastic surgery by these women. And Darcy and her twin are shining examples of this. And in one of their spinoff shows, which someone thought it would be a great idea to give these two women their own show, we'll see how long that lasts because it's very much like in a previous episode where I talked about The Office, where Creed Bratton was absolutely terrific in the very small doses throughout the original seasons of the show. But when they started building episodes around him, you can have too much of a good thing. And I think even the stupid people that support these goddamn shows will look at this Darcy and Stacy show and go, there really just isn't even a whole lot here, even for us. These two women made something uh, very apparent in uh, their first episode, and that is they weren't very well liked during high school. And even uh, by the time they got to college, they became notorious girls for basically looking like whores. And uh, they started embracing their plastic surgery. They started modifying their bodies. And I will say this, their original photos untouched before plastic surgery, they were very attractive women. And I'm sure they were very nice people. And maybe they are nice people now, but don't pass off this bullshit that you're strong women and empowered when the number one thing that the previews for these shows love to tease is that you're crying all the time. Crying over this, crying over that. This man doesn't love me. This time it's going to be different. We're going to do something different. This I'm turning a page. I'm moving on. The journey goes on. This is all psychobabble nonsense. It means nothing. Yes, they're empowered. They're so empowered, they live in a house that their father bought for them and basically still owns. Such female empowerment in your 40s. Yeah, you're very strong women. And the money that they spend on this ridiculous plastic surgery. Look, I've said it before. Go watch John Carpenter's Escape from L.A. Really, for me, the only thing that was good about that film was the Bruce Campbell scene where they showed the plastic surgery, you know, den that was going on down there. Folks, that has come to pass. This is real. And you go look at those two twins from 90 Day Fiance. They look like monsters. And you can say, Harrison, you're being mean. You want to go have plastic surgery? You want to alter yourself? Then stay off 
the media and don't promote this and spread your message. You're entitled to do whatever you like to your own body as long as it doesn't hurt someone else, I guess. But when you're doing this mess and coming out saying that, oh, see girls, this makes you strong, ridiculously long Freddy Krueger fingernails that I can't even tap my cell phone. Yes, this makes you powerful, girls. Oh, look, exaggerating your breast size because quote unquote, I like them big. Uh, Yeah, that really gives a lot of uh, affirming information to a young lady out there watching this. And it's time to go back to really bashing on the men because they're really, in my opinion, the most flagrant offenders on this show. The show also gets away with its dirty old man thing by not making them dirty old men. They make them almost lovable. Have you noticed this? They are quirky. They are physically odd. They are socially inept. You know, people like that David guy or Big Ed, you know, again, the guy with no neck. They make them out to be sympathetic. And really what they are is they are really old Wealthier, although David hints that he has far more money than what we are led to believe by looking at his surroundings. But Ed obviously has some kind of disposable income to spend thousands on underwear for his child bride uh, and then to bring her back and set her up and all of this with her son. So really what you're doing is you are taking these older men and you're giving them camouflage. That's what it is. It's a kind of pop culture camouflage. And it allows these men to get away with what they're doing because you look at them and go, aw, he's so cute, he's adorable. Oh, look, they're self-deprecating. That's another one. Ed makes fun of himself and he knows that this is part of the smokescreen. It gets people to lay off him. They're like, well, how can I how can I really attack this guy when, you know, he's making fun of the fact that, you know, he's really short, he's, you know, like a, a troll, uh, has no neck, all of that stuff, puts mayonnaise in his hair. All of these quirky aspects are pop culture camouflage to really excuse disgusting behavior. Not only are these women biologically far younger than these men and are entitled to the right to have a family of their own under proper biological circumstances, age-wise is what I'm talking about, chronologically biological circumstances, in addition to becoming kept women, are limiting themselves biologically. They are giving up a huge portion of their lives, the best years of their lives, for these old men. These guys don't want to raise another child. They don't want to have another child. They just want a young piece of ass. And they disguise it as, oh, my life is empty. I thought your children, though. you Don't you have children? I thought your children were the number one thing in your life. If you're really that lonely, find somebody your own age. Why do you have to travel to the Philippines, to Ethiopia, Nigeria, uh, anywhere else in the world? Uh, You know, uh, uh, the Ukraine, wherever it may be. Why do you have to go elsewhere in the world to find quote unquote love? Another negative aspect of this show is the trivializing of bad choices and glorifying this immaturity. And that goes for both sides. The show uh, shows these people Again, not prepping for the cultural changes they are flying into, uh, looking at, you know, the situation from 20,000 feet instead of just landing there and going, oh, you do this. Oh, your religion wants you to do that. Oh, this place doesn't have running water. You need to research these things. And they make it all like it's comedy. This is actually pretty serious stuff. We support this with these shows. 
We excuse this completely terrible behavior and we glorify the immaturity of these people. The one girl who flew to South Korea with a guy who is basically a man-child living with his parents, not saving any money, not working, subsidized by mom and dad, and she's already got three kids and one of them is his. He doesn't have a decent apartment for her. They can't even speak well. They have to use translators back and forth. All the guy does is cry because responsibility and reality has finally kicked him in his Asian ass. And now suddenly he understands, oh, wow, I'm 30 years old and acting like a 12-year-old. And this girl is giving him more chances. These are bad choices. Her mother is even flown with her. I can't believe the mother isn't saying, let's go. If you don't go, I'm taking these kids and I'm flying back to the States. You work it out with this guy. And if it actually comes to something, let me know and we'll meet somewhere to talk about. But I'm going back to get legal custodial rights over your children. These are not men and women, but basically they are child adults and they need caretaking from their elderly parents to guide them, hold their hands and often rescue them. And here's the other thing. This burden also, which goes right back to the start of this podcast, this burden also happens to fall most of the time on these people's children. This is stupidity. And we are glorifying this. Uh, There's the great Banksy piece of art that floats around out there, mostly in urban areas. It says, stop making stupid people famous. And that's exactly what 90 Day Fiance does. It glorifies stupidity, And it makes really dumb people famous. They may be nice people behind those cameras, but on camera, they're morons. Look, you want to watch these shows for entertainment, so be it. But these producers fabricate situations to keep a certain narrative, uh, knowing that this is shit. And they could make something better if they wanted to. They could make an actual examination of of the marriage process and what happens when you actually make good choices in selecting a mate, even if that person is overseas. And maybe they could show somebody going, I really physically like this person, but I'm way too old for them and that this would not be right and I'd basically be ruining their lives or I would not be a good influence or it might have a detrimental impact on my present family, my children, whatever. Imagine the show actually taking the time to do it right and show that marriage isn't something that you just drop into, you know, like that Netflix show, Marriage at First Sight, where it's just something so trivial that you enter into and, hey, you know, hey, month or two down the road or when legal things really start to wrap around you, not so easy to get out of. They could make something that is an actual examination of the marriage process and a look at other cultures with a solid message, or even a warning. Yet they choose not to, folks. And that is cinema. So thanks for listening. You probably thought I ranted. I think the show is garbage. And I think the people, if they are listening, that are on this show, actually take the time to listen to my podcast. I hope you have a backup for when your 15 seconds of fame is finally over. You are not stars. You are contestants on basically a game show. Check out my cinema blog on horrorfuel.net and download Dark Matter TV for your Apple or Android devices.